I don't have friends. I got family. Tokyo Drift. Let's let's kick it straight into saying that that this this is this seems like the most effort for a deviation in the franchise. I mean, like if they are trying. Mm-hmm. This, this is the film where it feels like we need to reboot this. We need to start over. You know, we need to yeah like, kick it to something else. What I'm always impressed by with this movie. Um, is, is, is you're right? Like they they clearly sort of thought, oh, let's try and reboot this. So we'll get little Bow Wow in because he was popular at the time. Um, th- they did all of this, and it's this like this very separate movie from the rest of the franchise when it came out. But what they've managed to do is wreck on it every couple of years. And this movie feels like it, this is like the center of the universe at this point. Like ev- everything seems to stem from this movie, despite the fact that none of the original characters, except Vin Diesel's cameo at the end, is in this movie. Like they, they're like, oh well, now if we go back to this, we can go. Oh, somebody else will show up from a different. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> it's just the 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 efforts in which to make an intertwining, complex storyline. Um. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got in my notes that, like, despite this film being made, I think it's made in 2006, that the mm-hmm. film is set in 2013, which, you know, now I feel like if I do go back, like, I watched it fairly recently, but, like, if we went back and we watched through it, it was like, hmm, there's not very much 2013 stuff in this. <laughs> I feel like that would be a more believable retcon because I, I don't actually know when they when they retconned it to say oh actually it's set in 2013 it would be fine except there's a scene in the trailer and multiple in the movie where people are filming them drifting on flip phones right um <laughs> you know there's there, there's no there's no iphones there's no android phones like it is it's like these you know it's 2006 samsung flip phones that they're videoing them like drifting and stuff and if somebody came to this and they'd never seen any of those movies and you said, oh, no, no, this one's set in 2013, like, the phones would be the thing that would make you go, hang on a minute, clearly it's not. Yeah. Um, I will say, I, I rewatched 90% of this. I didn't actually get to the end for various boring reasons, but this movie is way better than I remember it being. Oh, okay. Um, you, th- you kind of, not poo-pooed it, but you kind of disregarded it before. Yeah, I feel like because it's always been regarded just in general as like this is sort of, oh, it's this weird spin-off one and, you know, it doesn't have any of the original characters and stuff like that. Um, but I was watching it and, and I actually kind of I felt myself, oh, no, this is actually quite a good movie. Um, I, I was kind of enjoying it way more than I thought I was going well, to. You see, it's, it, it, it has got some good, like, kind of... There's some oddities in it for sure, and and I think they kind of get mm-hmm. maybe get exaggerated just because the film is again it's a deviation of all the rest, which now the rest are fairly formulaic, and you get what you're given or you you, you expect a certain thing, and then the stuff that kind of looks notable in here, I guess, because they made more of an effort with the storyline, like some of the other stuff starts becoming a bit strange, where it's like mm-hmm. I don't know, I. I, I hazard to guess what's the main character's name. I can't remember his name. Um, uh, d- does he have a name? Um, <laughs> the protagonist, <laughs> like a tenet. Like he's just, right, hang on. he's just the main character. It's, uh, he, he, 
uh, wait, wait, Sean, Sean, Sean wow. is his name. Yeah. Memorable. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. John Smith. I, I will say, they, they clearly, you know, they, they've decided, right, we're going to do a movie. It's in Tokyo. It's about drifting and how they invented it in the mountains, which still blows my mind that that's legitimate. I just thought they made that up for the movie, but that's like a real thing that drifting was yeah, invented. Yeah. <laughs> the mountains in that Japan. Is, that is it's so romantic as a, like a storyline. It's like, or as a as an origin thing. You're like, yeah, no wonder they went for it. But the yeah, the, the convoluted way in which they go about getting this guy from wherever they are in America to Japan. You know, they go right. We've got this American guy, but somehow he needs to end up in Japan. And they come up with this convoluted story where he's like he's moving around schools and and he does this this race through like a construction site and then they go oh, <clears throat> like full like fresh princes his mum's like you're gonna go live with your dad in tokyo and i'm like firstly there's no way this dude speaks any japanese at all um, not with that accent i mean no disrespect <laughs> no no disrespect to the guy but like this guy can barely speak english like he's not <laughs> um and and given that it's a movie set in Tokyo, there is a distinct lack of Japanese characters that actually talk in the movie. Mm. Um, you know, you've, you've got the main character, American. You've got Little Bow Wow, American. The love interest is Australian. Um, Han, the, the actor who plays him, he's American via career, I believe. Uh, okay. Um, so, like... And then, you know, you've got, like, the... Uh, the Yakuza guy, um, I assume he's Japanese, I haven't actually checked, but like, there's a distinct lack of Japanese people in this movie actually talking or, or having any interaction with the movie whatsoever. It's just like, oh, there's a bunch of American people in Tokyo, but we're not actually going to sort of cast anybody who's Japanese in this movie. Yeah, the, the whole... The, I mean, it, it's it's not clever, but it's 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 a good idea to have somebody where it's a fish-out-of-water type thing where you have a mm-hmm. character that is unfamiliar with the entire environment and we're unfamiliar with where the film's going to go. So we follow him as our, like, first-person or third-person, like, character. Like, we're following them along. And the whole language barrier thing would have been an easy, like, opportunity to, like, make him feel just overwhelmed or confused by it. But they just go and kind of go through all mm-hmm. these things. Like, I think there's a bit about taking his shoes off going inside a house and things like then just kind of mundane stuff where it's just like in a lot of cultures like you would take your shoes off anyway and there's like it's kind of 50 50 in the uk at least where you like take your shoes off or not but it's not really that weird and like the outfits are like oh weird it's got a it's it's different and they're like well mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it probably would be i i feel like as i feel like as well there's this moment where he gets there and his dad goes, right, you're going to school tomorrow morning. And like, there's a uniform there for him, which is obviously a culture shock for him. But like, as British people were like, okay, yeah, they've got uniform. But like, I forget that like, that's not a thing in America. Because oh, yeah. uh, that would, that wouldn't be a culture shock to you or me, you know, as, as a, as a school age, I'm assuming he wasn't actually school age when he <laughs> played this guy, but like, um, that wouldn't be a culture shock for me or you because we both presumably wore uniform to school every day for however long, you know, 13 years or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and and there is the other weird bit where he does actually he gets to the school and and he's he's walked in the classroom and seemingly nobody's told the teacher that this new guy is coming who clearly doesn't speak Japanese. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah, we just carry on like it's nothing. Um, and she just shouts at him in Japanese, and he's just like, yeah, okay. Oh, so that's the, that's probably one of the few scenes where it's actually someone speaking Japanese mm-hmm. to him or, like, in conversation. Because I feel like just generally, like, everyone talking like that all the time would just... That would be enough to make you kind of go, oh, this is a different place. This is, I'm confused. You know, forget the uniform, forget the, you know, some of the systems and that. They're just a bit different. But Right. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's over. It's very convoluted to get this guy to Japan and, like, meet people. It, you're right. The hops between him and the States and then him and him in Tokyo is just like every I wouldn't be surprised if everybody had a go at doing that because wow I'm gonna get t- taken to Tokyo for a few for a few months brilliant right it's in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh it's very strange but we sort of a lot of that is sort of dealt with in the first like 20 minutes of the movie like they move in you know you see the ridiculous sort of school scene in America with the race his mum sends him off to Japan, he meets his dad, goes to school, and then we're sort of straight into the underground drifting scene, um, which, this is what, like, uh, Han, who is eventually a character that's in most of the, the sequels, mm-hmm. um, is, is sort of there, and we get the Yakuza guy, and it's like, oh, who's this Who's this guy, this outsider? Um and then Han just hands him the keys to what I can only assume is like a hundred grand car. Yeah. And go, yeah, you have a crack. <laughs> go on, you can have a go at drifting around this car park. Um, wrecks it. And, and he completely... <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, he completely wrecks it. And, and this is our sort of lead into oh, well, now you work for Han, who... I don't think I'd realise sort of... Han is very involved in sort of illegal things in this movie and then we get to the later movies and he's kind of just the dude who drives around and eats stuff um like he's always just eating crisps and snacks and stuff but in this movie like he's very much involved in you know whatever it is they're doing drug running and and importing illegal things it yeah it, it doesn't really match what his character's like in the rest of the movies it's it's it yeah, you're right. It, it, it's a shame that he becomes later in the films as just the the guy who looks cool and eats while talking and like like I the, the, like right. even in the the promo stuff. Like I think when I looked up about Han, like the the poster was like he got something in his hand eating it, but he, when he, mm-hmm. he was showing what it was, and it's like it's it's so, so little substance. It, it's just. It is, it is a little bit like a, a shame because the, all the characters have a backstory that kind of gets slowly like incorporated into it. But I guess that a lot of them kind of rely mm-hmm. on family members. Like, right. Um, family. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, you know, with like, was it Shaw and, and people like that? They just end up kind of. Yeah. It, it kind of gets interwoven in. I mean, speaking of of Han, I want to hear this. You, you sat next to him. Yeah. What what's what's going so, on here? So, um, uh, what was it? It was we were me and my my wife uh, Jess uh, were in London for a few days, 
um, we kind of did like a, a trip together for like, I think it was like five days or something. And uh, my wife is fantastic at finding places to, to eat, like all these really interesting places and really good food and coffee places as well for my benefit. And um, we went to a place called Roast. It's a it's really good, like literally like a roast dinner type thing, but really like kind mm-hmm. of nice one. And we sat down and, and there's a pillar like next to me. And then on the other side of this pillar, there's like two people like having a meal, and 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 Jess is like leaning, like, I think I think that's I think that's uh, was it, what's his name Sung Sung Kang, who plays Han, yeah, that's that. and she's like whispering because I think he goes to the loo at one point, and she's like whispering, like I think mm-hmm. that's him, I think that's him, <laughs> and it's like what, <laughs> and then when he sat back down, I kind of leant backwards in this kind of like almost Mr. Bean fashion cartoon leaning back behind the pillow just having a look, having a look. and um yeah it was him and I was like I'm saying to Jess like should I should I should I say hi and she's like don't you don't you flipping dare say hello to him I'm like when are we ever gonna speak see him or speak to him or whatever but it was just I think she just didn't want the kind of cringy like moment but like I I, I just felt like it was appropriate because we, we we were both we both enjoyed the the that film and he is mm. he does play the character really like well and uh, despite there being a lack of depth but yeah and then he he kind of met everybody in in the kitchen area and then left obviously and i think he was he was um doing promo for maybe fast and furious seven doesn't know oh, doesn't he return in five i can't remember now but yeah, I can't. There, there is. There's one that's in London, or at least some of it's in London. Uh, sit. I don't know. Nobody knows. It's impossible to keep track. But one of them. <laughs> one of them's in London. <laughs> but yeah, he 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 wasn't filming because his uh, his hair had changed from the film at the time. Because we, we looked up like the dates, and he he the film that he was in, he got long hair, and when we saw him, he got quite short hair. So um, right, so yeah. But that was that was a funny like moment. But um, I was just going to add as well, when we looked up about him last night, he he did a film with um, the director of Tokyo Drift um, before this, and that is a kind of unwritten prequel to his character. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was like, what? So it's called Better Luck Tomorrow. And that that is that links up somehow, or it kind of you know, quite nicely links up in typical Tokyo Drift fashion. Like everything kind of, oh, that cut might that might link up into a bigger storyline. So, and it's got Jason Tobin who was who was in in Tokyo Drift as well. Oh, interesting. Okay, I th- maybe I think we're going to need like a a miscellaneous um, episode of this show. Yeah, at the end where we sort of. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll have a little look at. We'll maybe watch an episode of the animated show, and um, maybe we'll sort of. Not, I'm not sure I want to need to watch this whole movie, um, but we can we can certainly sort of jump in and see what's going on there. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't look big budget type thing. <laughs> MTV mm-hmm. Films. Okay, well. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, so technically, like this movie is is part of the Fast and Furious franchise it's supposed to be like some kind of origin or they it's arguably Mm -hmm. a origin story but i think it could be it could be tenuous 
he probably plays a similar yeah. character in that film, but like earlier days. So, so yeah. But mm-hmm. you are right. We've got a. There's so much stuff that's like surrounding it now, which just ends up reinforcing the whole franchise as like more legitimacy. Because if it didn't have that, yes. I think it would. It would be pretty much the same deal. But the, the, the well, let's not forget that like a lot of these films don't have a massive amount of substance to them. <laughs> no cars. <laughs> women i'm saying that in a kind of you know sarcastic mm. fashion that like women are in there but then, then you know they're portrayed not in a kind of great light but yeah and then destruction i, I mean there's there's at least one woman who speaks in every movie yeah um you know that's <laughs> they kind yeah, of check it, I, I mean, we, like, we did it <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's, it's probably worth saying that now while we, you know, while it's been mentioned, yes, these movies are not great um, for representing basically anybody but dudes. Absolutely, yeah. Um, this, ha- this has, um, I feel like I remember reading a story with, uh, I think it was Michelle Rodriguez, who had argued for more, well, she, she basically refused to sign a contract unless there was more substance to the female characters. Um I'm not sure how much that's actually reflected, at least from my viewing of the later movies. But um, and, and then I think there's a spin-off coming with just um, her and some of the other characters that have been in the movies. So Ooh. maybe it's getting better. I mean, she she certainly signed the you know new contracts and stuff, so I guess she was happy. But yeah, it, it, certainly these earlier movies do not um, do a lot in the way of. of being very diverse in terms of who they represent. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to say this is not as like an, an excuse, but I did watch nine the other day for admittedly the first time. And she was way more mm-hmm. of, a, of a badass than she's been in like the rest of the, the franchise, like almost put together. So I don't know whether that is like mm-hmm. some kind of supplementary, like turning point where, when she did sign it, but it, it, it doesn't really get better. It's not to say that everybody can't, enjoy the films they're not allowed to watch it but mm-hmm. it's just like i wish i really do wish they were they'd gone about it in a, such a better way but you know it, it is what it is it's the movie industry that's what they're like absolutely and, and let's not forget like certainly these first three movies these came out when and this is a very british reference i'm not sure if this is going to translate but like nuts magazine and zoo oh, like that was yeah. like the height of you know the the, the this was not a great time. Um, I mean, it was great if you were a teenage boy. Um, That's it. Anybody else? <laughs> it, 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 it was kind of a very strange time, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad we're sort of seeing more representation and just more interesting movies yeah, now. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, it, what we should talk about is, is these. You know, these movies are ostensibly about cars. At least this one um, and the the Hulk car in this movie is I don't even know what they were going for in the, with this it's like a I don't even know what model of car this is um but it's like a weird boxy oh I know it's um it's a it's it's a, when I when I searched it a Volkswagen came up right okay it's a Volkswagen like um oh I don't know the name now but like the uh it's it's yeah it's so ugly like I don't so I think somebody must own that. Surely they just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Surely not. I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, this is a 
a green box. It's the kind of car that like your nan's going to buy just for pottering around town. It's a, it's a 2005 um, Volkswagen Turan. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah they truly like you know you can see why that's that's in this movie um yeah it's, th- it's this it's this green car with like hulk fists coming out of it like and actually like indented into the, yeah into the doors um it th- this is a very strong I, I don't know what they were trying to achieve with this like they're like oh because th- this is like the f- the intro to uh Bow Wow's character, I guess, and he's like, "Oh, come see my car." And it's, and the main character like seems to be impressed by this. I'm not, I, I don't really know what was going it's, on. It's, yeah. the The only redeeming thing is the kind of the funny idea of like the Hulk punching out of the car, but at the same time, it is mm-hmm. just like I, I put it, I've, I've written in the notes as it being a bogey with wheels. That's what it looks like to me. Yes, like, it's just. I, and and I guess if you were to think about it, like this is this is real poetic license, is that his character probably can't afford to get something that has like out of the box like speed and performance and a turbo or anything mm-hmm. like that. But let's go into a more of a like make a statement about the car that they can afford, and 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 yeah, sure. because he's quite he. he He's a, he's slightly a fish out of water as well as the main character, so it, it kind of adds up. But in true white boy fashion, he gets uh, ahead of the game, like by just getting given stuff without even any question about it. <laughs> oh, that yeah, that that's that's probably a, a bigger uh, <laughs> yeah. problem than anything else. <laughs> Sorry, it's too easy. You just stumble into these things. <laughs> yeah. Um, See, so, yeah, I, I mean. Again, I'm not sure there's a huge amount of actual stub substance to the story here. Um, but you you mentioned in the notes that because um, there is a, a Vin Diesel cameo right at the end of the movie, um, and you mentioned that he's only in it because of poor screen tests. I didn't realize this. I, I thought this was like a. Um, I thought they planned to have him in it. Yeah. But... So he, that this is what's coming up in like like trivia sections on like IMDb and stuff like that. And I and I, and and I did read a couple of articles about this prior because of the strange relationship between uh, Vin Diesel and the whole franchise. Is that he he sort of owns it, but sort of doesn't because it's Universal ultimately. But his his pulling power is 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 something that they kind of just end up tapping into for the rest of the franchise anyway so yeah poor screen tests with the with the film so they just go let let's try and get vin diesel back into it and and i and i feel like at the time he might have been filming like the first riddick maybe i'm not sure but he he basically says like if you give me the ability to make any riddick i like then um i will cameo at the end and they just go yeah okay and then I guess the Chronicles of Riddick get made, and then there's another Riddick film after that, I think. So, yeah, you've got that cameo to <laughs> to thank <laughs> for the rest of those films. Yeah, I, I find it strange to think about, because I think, okay, fine, there's a cameo at the end, but the cameo is not in the trailer. Um, yeah. because I, I watched the trailer right before we recorded. There's, there's no, you don't see the cameo, so you have no idea that he's going to be in it. And, and it is, you know, it's a, essentially it's like a like an after credits scene almost. Like it, it's not after the credits, but it's just this like tacked on thing at the end where it's like, oh, D- Dom turns up 
to talk to this guy who how has he ever even heard of this guy like on the other side of the world and he what flies to tokyo just to talk to this this school kid who happens to be good at drifting um yeah i don't know it's very strange i mean i guess it worked because we got another what six seven eight movies i mean if you think about it what's probably happened is they filmed the entire thing they've done all the editing and everything like that everyone's gone home and then they're like Mm -hmm. damn screen tests the the films people are watching it but then they're not like happy they're not quenched at like the end of it so they've tacked that on the end just to like get a better like feeling at the end of the experience and and like you can tell it's been reshot like or re-added in so it it is a bit of a strange like tacked on bit but it is interested to like think about the whole business of it and how Vin Diesel kind of ends up being like there's Vin Diesel the person and then there's like Vin Diesel uh, incorporated and like his presence mm-hmm. and and he what what deals he can make as himself is just kind of a bit mind-boggling i guess it's the same like tom cruise and stuff like that that they they are a they are a company in of themselves which is a bit mind-boggling yeah um i, I think probably the last well there's probably two last things to say about this movie one we are going to be circling back to this movie multiple times um because as i said it, it kind of it was it was retcon to kind of become like the center of the or at least it's like the core moment in the whole franchise because we come back to this movie probably two or three times i think um in the later movies mm-hmm. yeah um and the other the other thing to note is uh this guy the main character lucas black the the actor even though we sort of get this this Dom cameo at the end and you think, oh, okay, well, they're really sort of building to something. We didn't see this guy again until, is it Fast 8 or 9? It's one of those. He's in, not, he's in 9 um, and I think he turned, like, that is the first time he reappears. <laughs> right, that's what I thought. It, it's a fair, yeah, you're right, it is 9 and, and you've you've recently watched it so you can confirm, but like, so we didn't even see this guy again for another 15 years, like another <laughs> 7 movies or something, which almost makes the cameo stranger because they were like they're clearly trying to you know sell the movie and and go oh look it actually is linked to the other movies and then this dude just doesn't turn up you know and and then when he does turn up and i don't want to spoil anything we'll talk about it when we get to it but like he's almost completely different um yeah it's almost like oh we get this guy back and um so yeah that's something for people to look forward to especially if you're watching along for the first time um, yeah, you can, you can keep an eye out for when he reappears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I'll have to keep that in mind when we eventually. God, we're so far away with nine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so yeah, I know. Films. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at our list, and we've got so there's like five more in the in the series, and then we get the spin-off, and then there's two more, <laughs> and there's one more coming next year. Um, nice, nice short project this yeah. was, wasn't it? A nice brief. I, I feel like in my head when I thought of the, the the idea and sort of text you about it, I thought oh, it's fine. It's only a, a, you know ten movies or something. I'm like, actually no, it's like eleven or twelve movies plus spin off stuff. And um, the the other thing I was actually the, the soundtrack to this one is actually really good. Um, I, I find some of them a bit hit and miss, but this one generally I look I kind of like all the songs. I think they fit the the theme of the movie pretty oh, well. Okay, okay, um, I might have to dig I, that out from. Uh, Apple Music or something like that. 
Yeah, I, maybe it's because of when it came out, like this, you know, 2006, or I was, whatever I was, 17 or something, 18. Um, so, you know, the, all of this, I mean, we're both similar ages, so like this, the, all of this sort of hit at the right time for us, mm, I think. Yeah, it, and it's, it's right at the time of like kind of, again, Need for Speed, like getting quite kind of mainstream popular. I can't, now I'm trying to link up where the, the PlayStation mm-hmm. 2 would have come out. I can't remember now. Yeah, so that that would have been, I think that was like 2001, and then we'd had a few Need for Speed games at that point. Mm. Um, I think there was even a Fast and Furious tie-in with one of them. Um, I, I don't think it was a huge tie-in, but there was like a few cars from the movies you could drive and stuff like that. So. Oh, nice. We should talk about what, what our favourite cars are, maybe. <sighs> I'm not sure I even have one from this movie. Um, they all seem a bit... Like, they're all kind of cool, but, like, I don't think there's any sort of standout car for me. I mean, what about you? Well, yeah, I would be in, I would be inclined to agree, but I have to say there's a couple of cars that are, like, kind of quite funny that even are, are in here. Like, there's the the hot... The, the, the big scene at the end is the hot-swapped, like... Hot-swapped? I'm not even sure I'm using it. They swap out a Mustang. So they have a Mustang frame, and then they have mm-hmm. a... Um, I think it's like a Toyota or, or, a, or a Mitsubishi like engine in inside of it, and mm-hmm. they change the wheels out so it can drift and stuff like that, which is which is cool <laughs> and everything. But the wheels don't match, and it's just a bit of a strange concoction. Um, but that's cool. And then what was the? I mean, there's the Mitsubishi Evo in it, which becomes sure. like a kind of almost like it's not got a single character pinned to it but it it is a it is a returning car like it's in the previous ones as well like it's in it's in too fast yeah. and furious and it's in um oh no it's in too fast and furious and then i think it's in subsequent ones because it's quite quite an iconic car a mitsubishi evo um and previous and subsequent ones so i probably probably say that one because he does drive that quite a lot in it and it does seem like a a fun car for like all types of racing Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. Well, I think uh, I mean the, the next episode is us getting sort of back into the the main story, um, and then I think we get a couple of movies, and then we'll be sort of looping back into this one. So uh, I'm excited because I think from this point I'm going to actually have to start making sure I watch them all because I, I certainly the next few are, are very confused in my mind as to which one is which. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so this one. There's no the. <laughs> it, it, yeah, right. They they drop the the. They drop the the. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, we'll wrap this one up, and uh, I hope people are playing along at home. Uh, yeah, the next one is is fast and furious. So there's no the. Um, there's yeah. So let's yeah. We'll call cool. it a day. <laughs> Do we boost? Right. Yeah, let's do the boost. Shh. <laughs>